you're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. I heart dogs. Did you see a Charlie Kirk supporter ask him how long before more stolen elections must happen before it's okay to kill them? I did. I did see that, in fact. I'll tell you what, why don't we actually take a look at that clip real quick? This is a video of Charlie Kirk taking questions, taking audience questions. Give this question a listen. At this point, we're living under a corporate and medical fascism. No. This is tyranny. No. When do we get to use the guns? Okay, so at this point, you may be thinking to yourself, oh, he's just being hyperbolic, he's just joking, you know, it's just a joke, right? That's usually how people like this play it off. Just a joke. And I'm not, that's not a joke, I'm not saying it like that. I mean, literally, where's the line? How many elections are they going to steal before we kill these people? So that's some serious shit right there. Let's keep listening, see what Charlie Kirk has to say as a response. I, 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 no, hold on, I, I'm, no, stop, hold on. Now, I'm going to denounce that. I'm going to tell you why. Okay, he's going to denounce it, and he's going to tell us why. Fascinating. Well, first of all, his rhetoric led to this in the first place. This is a direct result of stochastic terrorism, something that I've been talking about for literal years. Stochastic terrorism is the public demonization of a person or group resulting in the incitement of a violent act, which is statistically probable, but whose specifics cannot be predicted. Years ago, Bill O'Reilly was on his TV show talking about Dr. Tiller. He was an abortion doctor, and he was calling him all kinds of terrible names and getting his audience revved up into a blood frenzy over it, basically, until one day, one of Bill O'Reilly's viewers showed up to Dr. Tiller's office, waited until they closed, and he walked into the parking lot, and he killed him. Just like that. A perfect example of stochastic terrorism. I heart dogs. Tiller was killed while attending church. I appreciate the correction. That was my mistake. I thought he was killed in the parking lot. I will put that in the, uh, the clip when I finally release it. You demonize somebody enough, you get your audience revved up into a blood frenzy, and point him in the right direction, it's statistically probable that one of your audience members is going to do something crazy because of all the demonizing that you've been doing through, throughout your career. And here we are, Charlie Kirk, denouncing what this guy has to say, denouncing it. Okay, great, great. I'm glad you're denouncing it, but what about the past, what, five years leading up to this that got this guy to this point? This fan of yours? He spent the first, like, two minutes of his question praising Charlie Kirk, saying what a great guy he is. And here he is actually saying he wants to, he is eager to take part in violent action against the other, against the group that Charlie Kirk has labeled the enemy. On top of all of that, this is Charlie Kirk's fault. By the way, I don't give a shit if he denounces this or not. This is stochastic terrorism. That's exactly what this is. I do not give a shit if he denounces it. it. It's irrelevant. But let's listen to the denouncement anyways. Now I'm going to denounce that and tell you why. Because you're playing into all their plans and they're trying to make you do this. That's okay. Just hear me. Oh, not because violence is bad? Not because you think political violence leads to just an ugly mess? You're denouncing this because you think this plays into Democrats' plans rather than because political violence is wrong, morally wrong. Okay. You started with a compliment, so at least give me a little bit. <laughs> they are trying to provoke you and everyone here. They are trying 
to make you do something that will be violent, that will justify a takeover of your freedoms and liberties, the likes of which we have never seen. We are close to have, hold on, we are close to have momentum to be able to get this country back on a trajectory using the peaceful means that we have at us. Here, he has backed way up from his rhetoric that led to somebody having this kind of mindset, and he has backed himself right up against the wall and said, no, no, I want everything to be peaceful. Everything should be peaceful. Suddenly, he gives a shit about being peaceful. He spent the past five years getting these people whipped up into a blood frenzy, and now he wants peace. It's a little bit late for that. I'm sorry. I'm not going to accept this denouncement. You, Charlie Kirk, are responsible for this type of thing. This is on your head. To answer the original super chat that asked about this, did I see the Charlie Kirk supporter ask him how long before more stolen elections must happen before it's okay to... I did see that, and I, I hope to see less of it. I wish that we could live in a world devoid of political violence. If Democrats needed a pretext to turn into tyrants, January 6th was that pretext. The Democrats are not looking for a pretext to take over the United States, whatever the fuck that even means. What happened when January 6th took place? Did the Democrats use that as a pretext? Of course not. The FBI went through and identified the people and charged them with a crime, and we kept on keeping on from that point forward. We weren't trying to take over the government or any of that other stuff or take people's guns like they were saying, none of that. Everybody is just trying to live life, trying to restore functionality to a broken government and continue on and protect everybody else from political violence. Which, by the way, Charlie Kirk is making a whole lot more difficult than it needs to be. Hey, this is Owen. If you're comfortable, leave your first name and state at the sound of the tiny truck backing up. Hi, Owen. My name is Ernest from Wisconsin. Uh, my concern is that uh, Trump telling people not to vote in 22 and 24 it's also coinciding with the rise of Republicans carrying those black flags. And I'm just concerned that they're getting the idea that uh, he wants them to not vote, but instead just start fighting and uh, attacking people and stuff like that. I want to know what your thoughts are on that. Have a great day. Thanks. Yeah, that is a little bit concerning. Um, is Trump going to kind of go over the deep end and encourage his audience to do something really, really dramatic, uh, like fighting and stuff. I know you mentioned the black flags that they've been carrying, and that specific flag that you're talking about, um, let me pull it up, hang on. In general, black flags are used by enemy forces to signify that enemy combatants are going to be killed rather than taken prisoner, essentially the opposite of the white flag used to represent surrender. Which, of course, is a violation of the Geneva Conventions. But, you know, Trump supporters don't really care about that. I know that a lot of Trumpists have been carrying these flags, these black flags, at events recently, and that is extremely concerning. But I think Trump's power really lies in stochastic terrorism more than anything, because if he actually comes out and tells his followers to straight up do something illegal... He knows that that would be like the signal that everybody needs to basically put him in jail or, or 
prosecute in some way. He doesn't want to go that far, so he's going to keep it subtle. In my opinion, I think what he's going to do is he's going to continue to demonize people and attack people, encourage his followers to come out at protests, and subtly kind of dog whistle that he wants something bad to happen to them without crossing the line into illegal territory, without him actually crossing over the line into territory that could get him prosecuted. That's generally how I think it's going to go. I don't think there's going to be an inflection point where he just you know, pulls the trigger and says, that's it, I'm going full speed ahead and telling my supporters to actually take this violent action. But I don't know, I guess time will tell. We'll have to see. It, it wouldn't surprise me if he did do that, but I don't think that he's going to do that. Hi there, my name is Lev from Colorado. Um, I've been watching your show for a while, and i got to say I love it. It keeps me abreast of things that are going on in the other side's cultish community. But um, I always wondered, what do you think would happen if someone were to come up on stage with one of those televangelists and just, like, stick to their guns that they're possessed by, like, a demon or an eldritch god that just their Bible could not handle. Uh, thanks if you answer this. Uh, bye. I appreciate it. I'm not sure I fully understand the context, but I assume what you're referring to is, like, if somebody jumped on stage during one of their sermons and started saying that they're, like, a demon or whatever that they can't stop. I know of a couple of situations in which, like, singers or bands, for example, were up on stage playing music and then somebody jumped up to, like, hug them or something, you know. I, specifically, I'm thinking of the time Maynard James Keenan from Tool was singing the song Push It and a fan jumped on stage to hug him and it did not end well. It doesn't end well. Uh, you, What Maynard did was he grabbed the guy and body slammed him and then sat on his back until they could get a replacement singer in and then they arrested him. With Jehovah's Witnesses being the generally nonviolent type, they have had apostates show up at their conventions and their assemblies and stuff and start yelling things out. In fact, this happened to my family when I was young. I don't specifically remember it. My sister remembers it and was telling me about it. But anyway, there was an apostate at an assembly, a Jehovah's Witness assembly, and they were yelling things out, and Jehovah's Witnesses immediately shut their brains off. They closed their ears and their eyes and put their heads down and stopped listening or paying attention or anything. But the elders basically link arms facing outward and form a circle around the person so that they can't escape the circle. And the elders in this circle walk them out of the assembly hall. Usually they'll call the police, but of course police take forever to show up to anywhere. So that's the alternative, I guess. Link arms in a circle and walk them out yourself. My guess is that's probably what they would do if there was like an unwanted intruder on stage. I hope that answered your question. I wasn't quite sure if that was what you meant, but I'm assuming so. Uh, hi, Owen. My name is Ango. I called before. Um, I was the one who said my uh, I I was scared about coming out to my grandfather about being trans, um, and I took your advice. I didn't tell him that uh, that I'm trans. And a few hours ago, um, I got a call saying that he uh, had passed away. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. I had my grandfather pass away recently, too. My grandfather and I weren't terribly close, though. The only other person I've ever had in my life that I was even reasonably close to or that I even knew that well was my dad. My dad died, and I didn't have a good relationship with him, but it did still hit. I know when my grandfather was alive, he was a massive Trump supporter, deep Trump supporter. One of the biggest Trump fans that you could possibly imagine. He was like, I think, 89 maybe when he died recently, somewhere in there. He was up there. He was older. And I knew that I couldn't talk politics with him. I knew that if I did, it was not going to end well. Every time I was around the guy, he was good to me. You know, he he never did anything bad to me in any way at any point in my life, really. Except when I moved away from Connecticut, he just, you know, he kind of forgot about me. He had other grandkids and was taking care of them and hanging out with them and all that stuff. I just wasn't on his radar. So every time I went over to his house and talked to him, maybe once every three, four, five years as an adult, super rare, I talked to him about anything except for politics because I knew that he would have a terrible adverse reaction to the fact that I am left of center, even a little bit left of center. Even being center, my grandfather would have been very, very unhappy with it. He wanted everybody in his life to be far right, basically, like him. Like, he would wear Trump shirts into town. Like, why are you trying to be inflammatory, you know? Dude just wanted to be inflammatory about Trump. I knew I couldn't discuss religious or political things with him, it was off the table because it wouldn't end well. I hope that your decision to not come out to your grandfather sits well with you. I could only speak from my own perspective knowing my own grandfather, but I know it's a hard decision to make and a hard situation to be in, and I hope that things go well from here. Good luck. I know it is not fun dealing with this kind of thing. Hi, Owen. This is Maya. I'm calling in from Tennessee. I am a very devoted Latter-day Saint, but I am slipping very quickly with my religion. I've heard a bunch of terrible things, and it's gone really downhill since my miscarriage, which happened in September. I ended up having someone tell me that I was not a true Christian because I had sex before marriage, and that is why God killed my baby. Um, any advice on how I can start my journey into atheism and, yeah, just any advice is welcome. Um, thanks for everything you do. I enjoy your videos. Bye. I appreciate the phone call. Of course you know that that assertion is absolutely ridiculous and wrong that somebody would say that to you. Morally wrong for somebody to say something like that. For somebody to tell you that, what was it? I ended up having someone tell me that I was not a true Christian because I had sex before marriage and that is why God killed my baby. That is like new levels of insane. And I know that it seems obvious, but I need to make sure that you hear it that is bullshit. That person was incorrect and also morally wrong simultaneously. That being said, if you're leaving Mormonism behind, I would recommend starting with the CES letter. Read the entirety 
of the CES letter from beginning to end because it has phenomenally good objections in it that apparently were never posed to Joseph Smith or the leaders of the church at any point. I don't know how they've avoided questions like this this entire time, but start with that. Read the entire thing beginning to end. And as far as atheist content, I don't have anything against Christians or Christianity. Nothing against it. In fact, I want Christians to be on my side and work with me against extremism. We need the help of people inside the religion to destroy extremism. That's my biggest issue. So don't don't think that I have anything against Christians. Coming out, you may feel some level of rage against your previous religion. I know I certainly did. In fact, most people feel some level of rage against the religion that they're exiting because they feel like they've been lied to and mistreated their entire lives, which they have. But try to channel that rage into something positive, something good and useful and helpful. I know a lot of people coming out of religion channel that rage into attacking moderate Christians who don't necessarily deserve it. Like I said, just try to focus it into something useful. Like him or hate him, Christopher Hitchens wrote a great book on this. God is not great religion poisons everything. It was an extremely insightful and interesting read. And the guy was also kind of right-wing in a lot of ways, but, you know, divorce the author from the material. It was pretty useful. So I would recommend reading that. Give it a shot. And good luck. Hi, Owen. I'm Chloe. Um, big fan of yours. I just had a question about religion. My dad was not a very good person very abusive, all that stuff. Um, But then he found God and became a pastor, and he changed for the better and started becoming a good person and, like, not so abusive. And I was just wondering, um, I don't believe there is a God. So if there's not a God, then why did he change so much when he started following religion? Um... Thanks. Bye. That's a good question. Um, Cults use these tactics all the time. What they were basically doing was modifying his personality through a system of rewards and punishments and a number of other things. Most religions do these things that you find in cults to a lesser degree. To some degree, they'll do it, like behavior modification, Uh, information control, emotional control, instilling fears and phobias of leaving the group, love bombing, things like that. All of this stuff kind of comes together to modify somebody's personality to be who they want that person to be. Like I said, it doesn't need to have been a cult that did this necessarily. Moderate religions do some of this stuff to some degree, and given enough time or enough devotion to it, people can brainwash themselves over time by doing this stuff. Like, you'll find some Methodist religions are super moderate, even Lutheran ones. Moderate, chill, don't hate anybody for anything, you know, all that stuff. But 
somebody comes into the religion, they just discover religion, and they throw their whole heart and soul into this whole thing, they can slowly over time brainwash themselves without it actually being a cult. And it sounds like that's probably what happened to your dad if he had a complete personality change. He recognized that he didn't like the person that he used to be, and he latched down to a group that he knew was capable of changing his personality, for better or worse. In my opinion, it's okay to change your personality in certain situations, like, for example, with a therapist. A therapist can help you work out a lot of these bad habits and bad behaviors that you have, and in fact, therapists will actually engage in behavior modification with you. Cognitive behavioral therapy. So when it's science-based, I'm all for it. When it's not, like when it's based on a religion, like Lutheranism, Methodist, Baptist, something like that, I have a problem with it. I don't believe that it's ethical or moral to modify somebody's behavior when you don't know what you're doing. And that's basically what happened to your dad, what it sounds like to me. So anyways, I hope that answered your question. Hi, so this is Orion from California. Uh, just curious on what your take on the devil. Um, uh, being raised Catholic most of my life, uh, there's an, a fascination, at least in my part, for the devil. And uh, I've always talked to religious people, about the devil concerning his role. I appreciate that. Actually, this voicemail got cut off prematurely, as you can tell, because I think they got disconnected, or maybe they didn't know what to say next, so they hung up. I'm not even sure what happened, but it's a shame that they didn't get to finish out the voicemail and all that, because it's a super interesting question, I think. People in different cultures and religions view Satan very differently. Like, everybody in the U.S. has a, a specific idea of who and what Satan is, and what he does, and how he does it, and all that stuff. If you listen to Pat Robertson, you'd believe that Satan is going around to yard sales, possessing items, so that when you bring it home, you allow him into your house. Because apparently he can only enter a house if he's invited, like Dracula or something. Jehovah's Witnesses have a similar idea that Satan can be carried in on items like physical objects that were purchased at like Goodwill or something. Jehovah's Witnesses at least kind of warn against going to yard sales when you don't really know the person very well. Um, they're a real superstitious bunch, Jehovah's Witnesses are. A lot of different religions have different views of who and what Satan is, but you know what's interesting? Jewish people don't. Jewish people didn't have a concept of Satan all the way up until, I don't know if they even do now. I'm not sure if they have a view of Satan or if they believe in Satan, even to this day. There was no Satan in the Old Testament. But the fascinating thing about it is that Christians have written Satan into the Old Testament where he wasn't before. For example, the snake that talked Eve into eating the apple, a lot of Christians say that that was Satan. It was not. It was just a snake. That's it. God was so miffed with snakes for that one snake taking that action that he cursed the entire species to crawl on their bellies to the end of their days. 
Nothing to do with Satan. I seriously thought it was Satan when I was younger. Another place where Christians have written Satan into the Old Testament where he wasn't before was the book of Job. Supposedly Satan is testing Job and testing God's resolve and blah, blah, blah. Testing Job's love for God or whatever. So he takes his entire family and he takes his land and his calves and all the other whatever stuff he took. And it was supposed to be Satan doing all this. The Bible doesn't say it was Satan. It says it was an adversary. That's the word that they use specifically. It was actually depicted as like an angel who wondered if Job really was loyal to God. Not trying to put him to the test, not trying to attack him, not pure evil like Christians view Satan as today. It was just an angel asking a question. Does Job love you for what you give him, or does he love you just for you? If you go back and look at all the references that Christians make to Satan in the Old Testament, it's fascinating to realize that there really are actually none originally. Oh, and another thing. It's almost written like God was the bad guy, but the Bible was written to make God seem like the good guy. Aaron Ra was talking in a video recently that he did about how God has a string of lies and broken promises throughout the Bible, but he couldn't think of a single example of Satan lying to anybody in the Bible. It's kind of interesting to think to yourself, like, is the Bible, like, there was a war between God and Satan, right? Did God lose that war? And then Satan took control of the throne and had all of his followers, all of God's ex-followers, write the Bible like he was the good guy. I mean, I don't believe in any of this shit. It's just kind of an entertaining thing to think about. It's amusing to me. So hopefully that answered your question. Thanks for the voicemail. Next, we're going to talk about Pastor Rick Wiles saying the vaccine contains an egg that hatches into a synthetic parasite that grows inside your body. Give us 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. The first story I wanted to cover is about a guy named Rick Wiles. Now, I've talked about him a few times before, but I want to catch you up on who he is before we actually get into the article that I want to read. The article I want to read is titled, Rick Wiles, The Vaccine Contains an Egg That Hatches Into a Synthetic Parasite, written by Beth Stoneburner on the Friendly Atheist website. So let me give you a little refresher on who this guy is. This clip came out mid-October 2019. Give this a listen. If they take him out, there's going to be violence in America. That's all there is to it. Obviously, they're talking about Donald Trump here. If they take Donald Trump out of the presidency, there's going to be violence, according to him. However he leaves, there's going to be violence in America. And I believe um, there are people in this country, veterans, there are cowboys. Cowboys? Okay, interesting. There are cowboys in this country. Mountain men. I mean, guys that know how to fight. Okay. And they're going to make a decision that 
the people that did this to Donald Trump are not going to get away from it, with it. You know, if this wasn't so sad, it would be entertaining. I have to say, it's entertaining anyways, even though what we're watching here is actual stochastic terrorism. I talked about stochastic terrorism earlier, the public demonization of a person or group resulting in the incitement of a violent act, which is statistically probable, but whose specifics can't be predicted. I said this example earlier, but Bill O'Reilly set his sights on this doctor named Dr. Tiller. He was an abortion doctor years ago and he just slandered the guy and talked about him constantly until one day one of bill o'reilly's listeners showed up to dr tiller's office waited for him to close down for the night and walk out into the parking lot and he killed him just like that i heart dogs tiller was killed while attending church i appreciate the correction that was my mistake i thought he was killed in the parking lot i will put that in the uh the clip when i finally release it that is a prime example of stochastic terrorism and that is exactly what this guy here is doing what rick wiles is doing does he recognize that that's what he's doing probably not does he care certainly not he revels in this kind of mindset it's disturbing Let's keep listening. Once hell breaks loose, if, if these people in Washington think that they're going to get away with it, it's not going to happen. The Trump supporters are going to hunt them down. It's going to happen. And uh, this country is going to be plunged into darkness. And they brought it upon themselves. Sounds familiar. This country will be plunged into darkness. You guys remember Chuck Norris saying that shit? Or maybe his wife said it? Supposedly it was a quote from Reagan. But it, he was basically saying if Obama wins the next election, then the country will be plunged into darkness for a thousand years. They're unhinged from reality. Seriously. I can't even see them from where we're sitting. But not only are they unhinged from reality, but they are full-blown stochastic terrorists like they're engaging in stochastic terrorism here and it should be concerning on the other hand this guy is endlessly entertaining because he kind of trips over himself constantly and sticks his foot in his mouth and says things like prophesize things from god that don't come true and then he is forced to either continue the lie like oh just keep waiting you'll see just keep waiting and he does that for like months at a time or he just pretends it never happened at all. Pretend he never said anything about it. I mean, we've seen a lot of that on this channel from like Kat Kerr, Robin Bullock, and a bunch of other pastors predicting that Trump would be the president again, and they just couldn't give it up. You see the same shit from this guy. But fascinatingly, May 3rd, 2021 is when this next clip came out. This was his take on the vaccine before, okay? So the guy eventually caught COVID, and we're gonna talk about that, but before we get there, Give this a listen. See what he has to say about the vaccine back in May. I'm going to be vaccinated. Mm, I join you in that. I, I'm going to be one of the survivors. One of the survivors. Okay, one of the survivors. So right off the bat, he's kind of subtly claiming that the vaccine, like, is going to take people out. Kind of reminds me of this clip. You guys remember this? Guy's trying to bribe his daughter to not take the vaccine. You don't, but I don't know what else to do. You didn't do this to Michael and Kelsey. They already got it. Don't you think I know that? Don't you think I know that? Why do you think I'm fucking crazy? Your mother got it. Why do you think I'm fucking crazy? My family is gone. 
My family is gone. By the end of this loose season, most of you'll be dead. What the fuck do you expect me to be? This guy is buying into what Rick Wiles and others have to say about this. It's so hard to relate to their arguments because they're so out of touch with reality. Take several steps back and I, I still can't see where you are. Let's keep listening to Rick Wiles tell us that he's going to be a survivor. I, I'm going to be one of the survivors. I'm going to survive the genocide. I am not going to allow the uh, COVID maniacs uh, to convince me to be vaccinated or vaccinate me against my will. I know what I'm reading. I know what I'm seeing. There is a mass death campaign underway right now. Yeah, it's called COVID-19. It's killing a lot of people. And your ass could help us dig our way out of this as a species by getting vaccinated. Instead, he chooses to fearmonger about it and make shit up. You know, I don't even know if he's making shit up. Maybe he genuinely really believes these things and he heard them somewhere else. In fact, I do think that he believes this stuff to the bottom of his heart. He is terribly, horrifically wrong about what he believes. But bear with me. It gets worse. After he put this clip out, he actually got COVID. He caught it, and it swept through his entire staff at True News. Remember, this dude's a pastor. I've actually talked about Lauren Witzke before on this channel. That's her right in the middle, uh, Lauren Witzke, and Milo Yiannopoulos on the right. How about that? This is June 2021, early June, right after Rick Wiles caught COVID. He finally came back to the studio and started hosting shows again. This is like one of his first episodes back. There is a medical mafia in this country. He sounds weaker right off the bat. You can tell his voice is like wispy and higher to some degree. He didn't handle it well. He was asking for prayers. There is a medical mafia in this country. Uh, I'm suggesting the CCP agents in America struck at me because I am calling for Fauci to be arrested and interrogated. He thinks that Chinese agents work inside the U.S. in the government and they struck at him by giving him COVID. Fascinating. That is a, a fascinating theory that he has there. It's built on so many false premises, I'm not sure which one to address first. Why do you think that China gives a shit about you? Or me? They aren't paying attention to that. They're fighting the US in other ways, like through trade wars and things like that. They're just trying to get the economic upper hand. But he thinks that China is going around to like conspiracy theorist evangelical news shows and trying to hurt them because they're talking bad about them? Like, give me a break. Because I am calling for Fauci to be arrested and interrogated. Listen to me. I mean this with all my heart. If the China Communist Party is not stopped, Most Americans may be dead in the next five years. He is so deep in conspiracy land. Oh my God. 
It started out, he didn't actually believe that it was a thing at all, COVID. He didn't believe that it was real in the first place. And eventually, as time went on, he went through the standard cycle of people to blame. It was the Jews, it's China, so on and so forth. The standard shit, you know. Here we are, I guess he's settled on the idea that it's China, and they're actually going around, like, injecting it into people with, like, little tiny needles just slip by and poke him with it or something and give him COVID. Instead of the far more plausible possibility that maybe there really is a worldwide pandemic that everybody is struggling with and your ass wasn't careful enough he had to have known that he was more susceptible to this than most right i mean his age and the fact that he didn't give a shit was refusing to wear masks was refusing to get vaccinated and all that stuff he had to have known that when covid came around he was gonna get hit with it and it was gonna be rough you would think but this guy seems to live in his own delusion so there are two new clips brand new basically just came out this past month i wanted to give him a watch see what he had to say for himself this first one came out mid-October 2021, so let's give this a watch and see what he had to say for himself. This is a global coup d'etat by the most evil cabal of people on the planet. By the way, the word cabal is a dog whistle? I don't think dog whistle is the right word. It's a trigger word, maybe? I don't know. It's a subtle call out to QAnon. They use certain specific words and numbers and things like that to kind of call out to their fellow people. Loaded language and cliches. For example, they absolutely love the number 17 because Q is the 17th letter in the alphabet. They try to fit the number 17 in everywhere they possibly can, which makes it kind of fascinating that Trump keeps confusing the 1918 pandemic with the 1917 pandemic. I mean, who knows if he's doing that intentionally or not? Who knows? The point is the Storm 17 cabal all of these things are subtle references to the QAnon movement let's keep listening the most evil cabal of people on the planet in the history of mankind and if it is not stopped in the very near future they will win that's what's at stake control of the world they're planting they're putting eggs in people's bodies we if you didn't see yesterday's true news you need to watch it it's an egg that hatches into a synthetic parasite. Okay, this is beyond most of the things that he's said in the past. Like, he says some real unhinged shit, but this is a step past it. There is a synthetic parasite that hatches out of an egg. Seriously, I'm in this position once again where there are so many false premises to this that I don't know which one to pick first. This is fucking bizarre. ...to a synthetic parasite and grows inside your body. This is like a sci-fi nightmare. And the fact that it seems like a sci-fi nightmare didn't ring any alarm bells to you that maybe you're incorrect about this, that I can tell you there's no proof of this at all. Zero proof that this is the case. But an interesting fact about conspiracy theorists is everything is used to back up their preconceived notions. What they already believe, they view as fact. If you find evidence against what you already believe, you say it was planted 
by the deep state, by the cabal, because they want you to believe that this is a lie. If you find no evidence at all, that's evidence in itself. The cabal or the deep state are just covering their tracks too well. So there's another clip came out shortly after that, I think like a week after, somewhere in there. Let's give that one a watch and see what he had to say. It is not a vaccine. It's an operating system. It's an operating system. Like Windows 10, like OS X, that kind of thing. It is a symptom suppressor, but more than anything else, it is changing your DNA. It's a symptom suppressor. Okay, so I guess that means that the vaccine does work. Is that him telling us that the vaccine does work? I guess he's telling us that it's a trade-off. It works. It suppresses symptoms, which is ridiculous. That's not how vaccines work at all. But again, this guy's claiming that it's like a technical thing, like a, a piece of technology that like hatches into a synthetic parasite. How much can we take his word for any of this here? I don't have anything against polio vaccines, measles vaccines. You can, you know, those are vaccines. This is not a vaccine. Okay, so he doesn't have a problem with vaccines as a technology, I guess. The, the fundamental idea behind it is okay, but he says this isn't a vaccine. Fascinating, okay. Is there any evidence for that at all? I will not accept the premise that mRNA vaccines are not vaccines. They are, in fact, vaccines, and they work perfectly fine. That being said, if you don't like mRNA for some stupid, unreasonable reason, I guess you could go with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, right? That is the traditional vaccine, basically made in the same way that they made the polio vaccine, or similar. They, they use similar processes for the polio one. There's no problem with Johnson & Johnson, right? Is mRNA your only problem with it? Because that seems to be it. I don't have anything against polio vaccines, measles vaccines, you can, you know, those are vaccines. This is not a vaccine. Yes, it is. I just need to set the record straight. Yes, it is. And no, it is not modifying your DNA. This is changing your DNA. It, the mRNA, it's a messenger RNA vaccine. It's not a, hey, calling it a vaccine. It's a term they put on it. But it, it takes control of your DNA. I really wish I knew where he was getting this stuff. A while back, I covered this article on Real Raw News. Uh, never heard of them before, but, you know, I, f I came across this article, Hillary Clinton hanged at Gitmo. There are a bunch like this. Um, I, it's a fake news website, is what this is. Basically, every article you find on here is fake. Massive flight cancellations due to vaccine deaths. Not true. It's completely fabricated. Military convi convicts Chelsea Clinton. What? Hillary Clinton's daughter was convicted? I would be willing to bet that this is where Rick Wiles got this information, was from a website like this, Real Raw News. Full-blown fake news website. This is the kind of website that you see getting passed around on Facebook by, you know, an older generation, is this type of place. Michael Baxter, you can actually look him up on Twitter. He says some real interesting shit on there. How do we break the mind control and the fake news cycle that this guy has engaged himself in? How do we break them out of this? This is a problem. When you have big, well-known megachurch pastors spreading this kind of thing, it's a problem. Let's keep listening. You will never be the same person that you were before you got vaccinated. 
They're putting something in you that changes your body. And this is the beginning. This, they're not going to go back in time after this. It's going to be one after another. Every year, there's going to be more messenger RNA vaccines that you're going to be mandated to receive. They're changing the inner structure of the human body. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is from hell itself. And I can't comprehend these pansy preachers that are endorsing it. God have mercy on your souls for what you men are doing. This is Satan himself bringing forth a diabolical scheme to alter the creation of mankind from Genesis. This is an evil, wicked scheme. The sad thing about this is that this guy, I think, genuinely, deeply, to the bottom of his heart, believes this. I know some megachurch pastors are full of it, and they're just kind of grifting doing it just because they get money for it or whatever. This guy seems sincere to me, and that sincerity shines through to his audience. His listeners love him and believes he has special insight into these matters that they don't have, special knowledge that they don't have access to. They believe that God is giving him access to special information, and he's disseminating it to everybody around him. They read that sincerity and that fear, and they incorporate it into their own lives. This is exactly how this shit is spreading, and we we need to find a way to cut it off at the source. Next, we're going to talk about Trump cartoonist Ben Garrison's weird view of the world. Give us 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. The next story I wanted to talk about is about a guy named Ben Garrison. I'm on his Facebook page here, it's Ben Garrison Cartoons, and some of you may have heard of him, some of you may not, but he is a propagandist for Trump and Trumpist, Trump followers. So I wanted to take a look at some of his art and see what he kind of puts out there, get an idea for it. He has 81,484 people following him, Anytime you see an extreme pro-Trump propaganda cartoon, it's probably this guy right here. He's an extremely talented cartoonist when you think about it. I mean, look at some of these cartoons. They're very good quality, like very good quality. But like propaganda doesn't even begin to describe what this stuff is. Let's take a look. Here's the first one. The best of graphics, America first forever. Trump is on a motorcycle that says MAGA on the side, and Biden is apparently on the front of it. It says Jackson underneath Biden's face. Why, I wonder. There are a bunch of little subtleties that you'll notice when you look at this stuff. He's got a Trump flag and an American flag on the back. Here's another. This is a picture of Fauci with Biden. Biden saying, you jab him, I'll sniff him. Pure propaganda to the core. Here's the next one. 
There's a picture of a two-headed monster that says Democrat monster. One's wearing a BLM hat and the other is wearing an Antifa shirt. And a donkey, which represents the Democrat Party, says, It's alive! Isn't it beautiful? Trump says, But it wants to destroy America! And the donkey says, Yep, and we'll blame it on you! What do you even say about this stuff? This is so unhinged from reality. The two-headed monster carrying a, a nail bat and a Molotov cocktail, saying the Democrats control it. My God. Here's another one. It's a picture of an alien that says Trump won. Some guy busting through what looks like prison bars that says hey 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 i guess that's supposed to be bill cosby question mark hey 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 was fat albert was bill cosby in fat albert i think maybe he was i don't remember why is that even on there why is bill cosby why is he blaming bill cosby's release on democrats there's no logical connection there and then we got fauci in the top right corner wearing flip-flops says flip-flop Fauci, obey me. The great rhino hunt of 2021. Trump is on an elephant chasing rhinos, R-I-N-O, meaning Republican in name only, like Liz Cheney, Romney, Collins, Jeb Bush. Basically anybody that breaks from Donald Trump's ideology. These people are still staunch Republicans. They still believe in traditional values, i.e., traditional marriage they still believe in banning gay marriage a lot of them anyways and all of that other stuff they are not democrats in any way shape or form the only difference between mitt romney liz cheney and jeb bush and all the others and donald trump is donald trump's ideology they don't want to follow donald trump's ideology they are still traditionalists when we eliminate taxes and the government and all that other stuff they're still republicans they just don't fall in line with Donald Trump. But this political cartoon here has Trump literally hunting them with a gun on the back of an elephant. This is called stochastic terrorism. The things that he's drawing here, he's depicting these people being hunted. That is stochastic terrorism. Here's another picture, Ted Cruz holding a frying pan and Merrick Garland, I believe, sitting in that frying pan it says the the frying pan says senate questions on the front ted cruz is saying is my frying pan too hot for you mr garland would you prefer the fire it's just pure propaganda and a lot of this is specific references to events that took place recently here's one this isn't a cartoon it's just a picture of a cat and there's another picture of a person wearing a cat costume and the cat says, I'm a cat, not a costume. This is not who I am, and this is not okay. Obviously making fun of the fact that people wear blackface and then rightly get attacked for doing something like that, or Native American outfits. This guy is defending the most disgusting behavior imaginable by posting things like this by the way this guy is full-blown QAnon. he has uh pumpkins out for halloween a picture of pumpkins that spell out one letter on each pumpkin fuck joe biden uh here you go here's another good example of stochastic terrorism it's a cartoon it's just a joke but that is the nature of stochastic terrorism a witch on halloween talking to a pumpkin the pumpkin is shaped like Dr. Fauci. It says, you have my permission to enjoy Halloween, but make sure you're vaccinated. The witch destroys Dr. Fauci slash pumpkin 
and continues knocking on doors anyways. Demonizing a certain specific person or group or whatever to the point that people are willing to take violent action against them. Check out this picture here. Um, more mean tweets, less $5 gas and dog torture. So he has a picture of a, like a gas station and the gas prices are listed as 595, 597, 599. Uh, where in the country is gas $6 a gallon right now? Is he in Hawaii? Where is he? I don't know of any location in the entire United States right now where gas is $6 a gallon. I don't think I've seen it that high before myself. That's real fucking high. What, isn't it like $3.25 a gallon right now at this moment? This is just propaganda. It's fake. I don't know where this picture was taken, but it is not an accurate representation of gas prices in the US right now, first of all. And second, the president has very little control over what gas prices are. Oh, uh, here's one. This is one that I particularly appreciate. It's a picture of Biden and Fauci sitting at Joestown. And it's modeled to look like Jonestown, the cult where all that terrible stuff happened. It's modeled to look like Jonestown. Fauci is standing next to a giant bucket, basically, holding a syringe, and the side says, drink the Kool-Aid, and it's scratched out, and it says, take the vaccine instead. Joe Biden says, quickly, people, quickly take the shot. Comparing this to an actual horrific event that, that took place, this is fucking disgusting, what this dude is comparing this shit to. It's fucking disgusting. Jesus Christ, man. It just keeps going. Just keeps going on and on, and it gets crazier and crazier. And there are some really deep references here that you won't get unless you're very invested in, like, QAnon circles and stuff. But here's a picture of Joe Biden standing in front of a mirror, holding a wand, and he's standing there pulling a rabbit out of a hat, like a magician, basically. The rabbit is saying, let's go, Brandon. I don't know if you guys have heard of this let's go, Brandon meme, but there was a NASCAR driver named Brandon, and the news was talking to him, like to the media. And in the background, you could hear the crowd chanting something, and it sounded like they were saying, let's go, Brandon, because he just won the race. But if you listen closer, it sounds like they could have been saying, fuck Joe Biden. Now extremists are using the term let's go Brandon, as a more vanilla way of saying fuck Joe Biden, where it's inappropriate. For example, airline pilot on Southwest Airlines recently said it over the intercom, from what I understand, said let's go Brandon at the end. Senators and House members are wearing it on their masks, let's go Brandon. It's a subtle way of saying fuck Joe Biden, basically. Here's a picture of Xi Jinping and a bunch of world leaders the Chinese world leader, the Iranian world leader, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, for some reason, I believe, is drawn. And of course, all these people are drawn to be ugly and disgusting intentionally. They're trying to make you hate the pictures that you're looking at. Mitch McConnell, Wall Street, apparently, is a person here, and the deep state. And some guy standing in the back, I'm assuming he's depicting Antifa here, and they're all holding a string that goes to Joe Biden's collar. The deep state says, look on the bright side, no more mean tweets. You know, I could accept that if we had a functional good government while the mean tweets were happening. Uh, morally, I wouldn't be able to vote for Donald Trump, even if it was a functional government, because he is such a terrible 
immoral person. I could not justify that to myself. But I would be less unhappy about things if we actually had a functional government. We didn't. The entire time. Here's another piece of propaganda. Joe Biden's standing with a woman, giving a speech, and an ice cream truck drives by, and Joe Biden turns around and walks after it. Guess what? This ice cream truck is photoshopped in. That is not what happened at all. They're just making fun of Biden and presenting it as though it's real. This is pure propaganda to the core. And if you want to go down a rabbit hole, go to Real Ben Garrison cartoons on Facebook and doom scroll all the way to the bottom. I have no idea how this guy still even has an account. He lies. He misleads people. He's had like a billion fact checkers on here to try to counteract some of this ostensibly, but they don't seem to be doing any good because the the channel is still here. On YouTube, if I spread misinformation about COVID three times, my channel is deleted and that's it. There are no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They delete my channel and I'm done. This guy constantly has fact checkers all through here saying, you know, click here for more COVID information or this is misleading or whatever else. I haven't seen any fact checkers on any of the ones I've looked at fascinatingly. There should be, but this is probably at least part of the reason why Facebook is so toxic. There are no consequences for spreading misinformation, spreading fake links, fake news websites like that real raw news website I looked at the other day, Hillary Clinton hanged at Gitmo, a real article detailing how all this stuff played out completely made up, fabricated from the beginning to end? I mean, how does Facebook get away with just leaving all this shit up and letting people think it's real? How are they still getting away with this? It blows my mind. Next, we're going to talk about prophetess Kat Kerr finally accepting that Trump isn't going to be president in 2021, but she still thinks he's getting a second term no matter what. Give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. Next article I wanted to talk about is titled God Took Prophetess Kat Kerr into the Near Future and Showed Her Trump Back in the White House. This article is from October 22, 2021 on rightwingwatch.org. We've been hearing about Kat Kerr for a while. I've been talking about her for forever. I wanted to give you guys a little bit of a refresher on who she is before we actually hit this article and the video clip that goes with it. So let me give you a reminder. This clip is all the way back from early August 2018. Give this video a watch and see what she had to say for herself. Yeah, Trump will be there for eight years. I'll throw it in for free. Pence for eight years, that's for free. And whoever Pence picks the vice president, eight years, that's for free. Uh-oh. I th- that sounds like a prediction to me, actually. Um, so she's saying that Trump is going to be in for eight years, Pence is going to be in for eight years, and then who was the last person? Yeah, Trump will be there for eight years, I'll throw it in for free. Yeah. Pence for eight years, that's for free. And whoever Pence picks the vice president, eight years, that's for free. Oh, whoever Pence picks is 
vice president. That'll be eight more years. This is a prediction. I know that it sounds like wishful thinking at first glance if you don't know who she is, but no, it was a prediction. She was saying, no, I'm sorry, it wasn't a prediction. It was a prophecy. It was a prophecy. This woman prophesies everything. She doesn't call herself pastor or preacher or sister or any of the other standard shit. She calls herself prophetess. She believes that God communicates with her, that God pulls her consciousness into heaven on a regular basis and let, lets her ride the lava streams. Seriously, that's something that she said, that God lets her touch his hair and draw pictures of him sometimes. Things that she's said. This is a prophecy, not a prediction, not wishful thinking. And it was in 2018. I knew he was going to win. I mean, I knew Trump was going to win because I'm a business person, and this country needed a business person to be there. Wait, so she said she knew he was going to win because she's a business person and we need a business person. Again, that's not knowledge, that's hope. Does she understand the difference? Oh, and by the way, if you don't know how she originally got, like, giga-famous, like how she really got a reputation, she's the woman who tried to knock Hurricane Dorian off course with her little Jesus stick. I don't know if you guys have seen that or not. Let me show you. Um, this is a little clip I like to call Cat Kerr Weather Warrior. This is what got her famous, this clip right here, watch. So right now at this moment, we take authority over Dorian that has no right off the coast of this state or anywhere. And we hit that storm to the east right now. And I'm gonna do it three times. Yeah, that's Cat Kerr Weather Warrior. That's how she got famous. So anyways, this clip is from 2018. Hurricane Dorian was in 2019. So this clip that we're watching right now is slightly before the Cat Kerr Weather Warrior clip we just watched. Anyway, let's keep listening to Cat Kerr. It caught me up to heaven four times. It showed me everything that would happen concerning Trump and then showed me him sitting as president in the White House. There was nobody that couldn't convince me he wasn't gonna win. I don't care how many people running against him. We'll see, when God chooses you, and by the way, Trump said yes. Everybody say he said yes. Oh, wow, we are taking a dip into delusion land now. She's saying God called her up to heaven four times to show her that Donald Trump was going to win the 2020 election. Remember, this is in 2018. The next election following that was 2020. So this is her first prediction that I'm aware of. Maybe she did others, but the first one that I'm aware of, the prediction that Trump was going to win in 2020. And it fell flat, of course. Glorious. Let's watch what happened, how she reacted after he lost unequivocally. Biden was inaugurated on January 20th, 2021. This is her reaction to that. I say this is my land and these are my people. And by the by, if you didn't pick up on it, she is giving us this message like it's from God. God is telling us this through Kat Kerr. These are God's words. And I have raised them up for such a time as this. My people have prayed. They have fasted. They have called on my name, and I will not turn a deaf ear unto them, but to the lost, to the wicked, to those who chose to cheat and steal and lie. They shall have every curse come upon them. 
that they have spoken over my president, Donald J. Trump. Yeah, she wasn't happy, to say the least. I wouldn't be either if I did a tour around the United States claiming on multiple occasions in 15 different ways that God told me that Trump was going to win the 2020 election, and then he loses. I would be pretty unhappy about that too. But you know what? I don't put myself in those positions because I don't believe God speaks to me. But here she is losing her fucking mind because... what. God lied to her, apparently, or she misheard God, but she couldn't let it go. She couldn't let it go, even after Biden was inaugurated. For months, she continued to claim that Donald Trump was the rightful president and was going to be president again this year. 2021 is what she said. Obviously, we know how that turned out. She lost her shit over the inauguration for a solid, what, 15 minutes or something. This is only a couple minutes out of that clip. She just kept going and going and going. So early March rolls around and the QAnon crowd gets it in their head that the actual inauguration day was March 4th, not January 20th. For some stupid, ridiculous, nonsensical reason, that basically routes back to a corporation was created after the Civil War during Reconstruction, and the last actual president of the United States was Abraham Lincoln, I think, or Ulysses S. Grant or something like that, one of them. After the Civil War ended and the Confederacy rejoined the Union, a corporation was formed. And every president after that point was a president of the corporation of the United States rather than the government of the United States. So everything from the moment the Civil War ended to now is nullified and it's fake and it didn't happen. The inauguration date was one of those things. They changed it from March 4th to January 20th like in the 1920s or something, I think. So the QAnon people, they got in their head that Trump was going to be the next president after the Civil War ended. And he was going to like come in and abolish the corporation of the United States that all these presidents have been working under all this time. And it was going to happen March 4th, 2021. So Kat Kerr comes out with her little stick, waving it around as usual. She had some things to say right before Trump's new inauguration, March 4th. Listen to this. Right now, I declare and I call for our president to take his rightful place, Trump, to come forth right now, step into your destiny that God gave you, called you, appointed you, and anointed you for this time to declare over America, to help America, this is his choice, and we call you forth right now in the name of Jesus Christ, who is with you, who will always be with you. The people are with you. The prophets of God are with you. The military is with you. So come forth, step into your destiny now, saith the Lord. Saith the Lord. She's speaking for the Lord. She just can't quit this guy, can she? She cannot give this dude up. There's another clip came out late February 2021, shortly before the clip that we just watched. Give this one a watch. This is her actually making a prediction, an open prediction here that Trump's coming back. They will be forced, talking about the news, 
will be forced to say these words. Trump has legally won the election and he is the president of the United States for four more years. I was taken forward in time. I saw that happen. It may take a couple weeks. It can take a couple months. But the whole time, God is working out that plan until he can get everyone where he needs them. Okay, why doesn't God just snap his fingers and put people where he needs them to be? If he wants Trump to be president, as she claims, as so many other people have claimed, like Johnny Enlow and others, just snap your fucking fingers. Dude made it rain for 40 days and 40 nights, and he's not powerful enough to just make Trump president all of a sudden? What happened? What happened to all that power? And that wisdom and knowledge and everything. Why isn't he just doing it? Why has he got to play these stupid games all the time, you know? And why has he got to drag Cat Kerr around by the nose, giving her little tidbits of information but not giving her all of it? Why? Just make Trump president if you want him to be president. I don't get it. Or, or is it possible maybe God never actually said that he wanted Trump to be president? Is that a possibility? I mean, that, that seems to be what the evidence is bearing out here. People who are working on this also, when they've got everything they need, you capture those who have done wrong, you're going to know. This is what God said. It will not be hidden when it starts. Everyone will know this is happening. Wow, man. This is a callback to the storm, what QAnon calls the storm, where all of the people that they view as evil are going to get their comeuppance. They're all going to be arrested and put in jail, blah, 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 and then Trump's going to be restored. And she's saying when this happens, it's not going to be something that you're going to be unsure about. Everybody will know for a fact that this is happening. Why, why dig the hole for yourself? Why? Why do you continue to dig your hole? I mean, it's entertaining as hell to watch, but just keep digging that hole and throw out the shovel, please. And when it starts, everyone will know this is happening. And in the end, the only thing left that they can do is give the presidency to Donald Trump because he won on November 3rd and uh, 2020, 2020. She lives in a delusion. Seriously, she, she's no longer connected to reality if she ever was. I did a video not too long ago about her, actually, and I covered a lot of the older clips of her making these predictions. I'm not going to cover them all in this one. You can just go back on my podcast channel, I believe, and just search for Kat Kerr, and you'll see the most recent clip I did about her, and it has a lot more clips of her making all these predictions and crying and, and sobbing and saying, oh, Trump's going to be president again, I swear, God told me, like four times, you know, the whole nine yards. But I just wanted to give you a little bit of background on who she is and what she had to say. Now I want to watch the latest clip. This is from October 20th, 2021. Let's give this clip a watch and see what she had to say. He won't have his four years. If they stole, if someone, let's say they cheated in the Olympics and someone found out later and they had a, a authority and were putting on high, you know, they were putting higher positions or whatever. And then the real person was found out to be not guilty, but innocent. They would have to reestablish from that time period if contracts were given or things were promised. They wouldn't settle for like, well, I've got half of this contract left that now I can do. No, they will have to give Trump the full four years that he actually won in 2020. Oh, wow. Okay. 
So I guess she had to come up with an explanation for why Trump isn't being reinstated as president this year, because she specifically said Donald Trump is going to be president again in 2021. That's what she said. Johnny Enlow said the exact same thing. All of these end times prophets said it. Hank Kuhneman said it. Best friends with Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth Copeland made a lot of predictions, too, although I don't want to say that he specifically predicted Trump would be president in 2021. I I don't remember. I'd have to check on that. A whole bunch of these pastors said this about Donald Trump, and now they have to backtrack. Robin Bullock, actually, I don't know if you guys remember him, but he had one of the more clever explanations for this. People were asking him, like, you know, I thought you said Trump was going to be president in 2021. What happened? And he said, if he walked into the presidency right now, walked into the Oval Office and took control, God would supernaturally push things out of the way. The reason that he's not president right now is because he has to want it. God won't force you to do anything. You have to go in and take action and do it yourself, basically. I thought that was one of the more clever explanations for why Robin Bullock was hilariously wrong about his prediction about Trump. I don't remember which clip it was, but Kat Kerr actually made a specific call out to that argument and said Donald Trump wants it. Okay, let's keep listening to Kat Kerr. They wouldn't settle for like, well, I've got half of this contract left that now I can do. No, they will have to give Trump the full four years that he actually won in 2020. So he won't be president for a couple years. That's not going to happen. It won't happen. But God literally took me into the near future. I can't say if that's a week, a month. I can't say when that is. I literally saw the celebration in the streets. And God said, I will show you. I'll show you the victory. I'll show you the celebration. You know, she doesn't seem like she would be unhinged from reality at first glance, right? I, I don't know. Nothing really seems off about her until she starts talking. Like, she doesn't have any kind of weird movements or or anything like that. It's just really strange to listen to her open her mouth and say this real bizarre shit out of nowhere and believe it with such conviction. My question is, what's she going to say when Trump loses in 2024? Notice how she keeps moving the goalpost. She keeps pushing it back until it finally hits the mark. If Trump wins in 2024, she's going to say, see, I told you all along. I was right. All along. All of those pastors are going to say that. Even though it was a free and fair election, ostensibly, and it was his next opportunity to take the presidency back in 2024. If he won it, they would say, we prophesied this was going to happen. And they're just going to pretend they never fucked up their prophecies before. They're just going to pretend they were right all along. What happens if he loses in 2024? My God, they're going to continue to disintegrate in front of everybody. And I'm just going to eat it up. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to have an endless amount of YouTube material to cover if he loses in 2024. God, I hope he loses. That will be so entertaining. Next, we're going to talk about pastors defending North Carolina Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson when he said homosexuality and transgenderism is filth, quote unquote. Give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com.
The next article I wanted to talk about is on NBCNews.com. The title is North Carolina Lieutenant Governor Faces Calls to Resign for Calling LGBTQ People Quote Unquote Filth. It's a pretty rough video to watch, and it's not just one. It's a series of videos. So I wanted to give these a watch, but let me read some of this article first, see what he had to say. Multiple North Carolina state representatives are demanding that Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, a Republican, resign after a video surfaced showing him describing the LGBTQ community as quote-unquote filth. The video first shared by Right Wing Watch, a project of the progressive advocacy group People for the American Way, shows Robinson speaking at the Asbury Baptist Church in Seagrove during a visit in June, local NBC affiliate WRAL reported. Let's watch the clip because now it's starting to quote it. Let's see what he had to say for himself. This is early October 2021. It is flat out child abuse. Take your children and tell them they have to attend school. Don't have a choice. Is this dude like a sovereign citizen or something? Seriously? He is against education? You don't actually have to send your child to school. That's not a legal requirement. You have the choice of homeschooling them if you want, or sending them to private school if that's what you prefer. I mean, you have a billion options, but your child has to have an education one way or another. That's the law, and I think that's a fantastic law. If what he's arguing against here is educating your children at all, I just can't see where this guy is. I can't meet in the middle with him. I can't meet him anywhere. I can't figure out what would bring him to the conclusion that literally any education, even if it's coming from the parents, is bad. What is he even talking about? Oh, and by the way, if you notice, this is a, a, a Bible quote on the front. It's kind of hard to make out. It says, this do in remembrance of me. I think it's from the Gospels where they were doing the memorial service for him before he died or whatever. Anyways, this is a political actor, a lieutenant governor of North Carolina preaching at a church. I'm not a huge fan of the mixture of church and state. I feel like there aren't enough rules regulating that, but here we are. Don't have a choice. And then some of them will tell them they don't want you to have a choice where they go to school. You have to send your children here to school. Uh, that's just nonsense. This is him piggybacking off of this right-wing idea that you should be able to send your kid to an outside district. It's actually an extremely regressive and harmful policy, and it's their answer to serious problems that exist in the education system, and it would not be a solution to those problems. I don't want to get into that specific issue right now, but if you want, you can homeschool your kid. That's, a, that's an option you have. Or you can send them to a private school or a charter school, or hire a private tutor to teach your kid if you want. I mean, there are all kinds of options. Just keep all of that in mind as we continue through and listen to what he has to say about this. Then when they get there, what do they teach them? Teach them a bunch of stuff about how to hate America. Teach them a bunch of stuff about why they're racist. Uh, what school did he go to? I didn't learn any of that shit. Although I was in West Virginia, so... You'd think in West Virginia schools would be more like patriotic quote-unquote but I don't know they just kind of left all of that out I did have a single civics class for like one year in high school and they just kind of taught us about how the government works and that was about it I mean they didn't teach me about hating America or any of that shit I don't even know what he's talking about right now 
Did he just buy into the propaganda? Or is he one of the people creating it? I mean, this is certainly propaganda that he's spreading right now. So whether it's intentional or not, he is spreading the propaganda. I just can't figure out if he's doing it knowingly or unknowingly. Why are racists? Teach them a bunch of stuff about transgenderism and homosexuality. What do schools teach about transgenderism and homosexuality, quote unquote? I have no idea what he's even talking about right now. This is just complete nonsense. I'm saying this now, and I've been saying it, and I don't care who likes it. Those issues have no place in a school. There's no reason anybody anywhere in America should be telling any child about transgenderism, homosexuality, any of that filth. And yes, I called it filth. And if you don't like it that I called it filth, come see me and I'll explain it to you. It's time for us to stop letting these children be abused at these schools. And it's not going to happen till the people of God stand up and demand different. I don't insult people, really. I don't. It's so rare. I challenge you to go through my videos and count the number of insults that you've heard me make in the past 12 months on my main channel or my podcast on any of my public videos. I've been known to insult people in jest on the live streams from time to time, but I just don't believe in it. But sometimes there's just there's just some shit that's inexcusable. Absolutely inexcusable and fucking disgusting. You know, I, di- I wasn't even sure if I was gonna cover this story. He originally said this at least a month ago, and I had the choice of covering this back then, like, four podcasts ago but I decided to just sit on it and wait because usually I try to cover subjects on here that are more focused on religion and pastors than political I want to cover the melding of church and state if I can but sometimes things pop up that are so absolutely horrifically disgusting that I feel compelled to cover it anyways. In this case, I actually justified the coverage because pastors started defending this guy, coming out of the woodwork and saying he's correct about this stuff. A lieutenant governor saying this. But ultimately, I feel like this deserved my attention more than any other subject I could have covered. How fucking sick is this? That's fucking disgusting, man. He actually came out and made another statement recently on, uh, this is mid-October. So let's give this clip a watch and see what he had to say for himself. August 18th, 1968, I was born in L. Richardson Hospital for one reason. I was born in L. Richardson Hospital to be one of God's freedom fighters. You know the difference between a terrorist and a freedom fighter, right? Which side you're on. That's the only difference. Everybody has heard that saying. That's like one of the most common sayings ever when you're dealing with extremist groups like this. You know, back in the 80s, there was a proxy war going on between the U.S. and Russia, and it was being fought in Afghanistan, I believe. So the U.S. and the Soviet Union actually were fighting each other in Afghanistan through a proxy war, and the U.S. was arming certain factions of... Afghans, the Soviet Union was arming other factions. Do you know which people were on the U.S.'s side in that in that proxy war? Osama bin Laden was on the U.S.'s side during that proxy war in Afghanistan. He was on the U.S.'s side. 
we called him a freedom fighter. One day in 2001, that suddenly switched from freedom fighter to terrorist. Actually, it was a little bit before 2001. Uh, we knew that he was kind of gunning for us, if you will, like long before anything actually happened. So he was kind of on the U.S. shit list for a while leading up to that. But the point is, freedom fighter and terrorist are the exact same thing. The only difference is which side you're on. To me, this reads as he's telling us that he's a terrorist. He seems to be openly admitting it. I was born in L. Richardson Hospital to be one of God's freedom fighters. Bottom line, nothing else. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I wasn't born to waver, wasn't born to quiver. You know, the dude could have said, one of God's fighters. He could have left it at that, and, and it probably would have been okay. He didn't leave it at that. He said, freedom fighter. That, that specific term used to refer to terrorists. That's what the term means. I was not born to make nice. That's why my mother named me Mark the god of war because i'm here to literally make war on the devil to literally make war on the devil i said the other night i want to make the gates of hell tremble i just don't want to make the gates of hell tremble i want to make the literal foundations of hell tremble Amen. and i want this nation to join me with, with me and do it that's concerning rhetoric. That seems like stochastic terrorism or borderline stochastic terrorism content that he's saying here. But, you know, I don't think it is. I don't think what he's saying here is even intended to encourage other people to go down this path. Charlie Kirk recently got a question from an audience member. Guy was saying, At this point, we're living under a corporate and medical fascism. This is tyranny. When do we get to use the guns? No, and I'm, and, I, and I'm not, that's not a joke. I'm not saying it like that. I mean, literally, where's the line? How many elections are they going to steal before we kill these people? So and Charlie Kirk says, no, I'm going to denounce that. Of course, it was Charlie Kirk's fault in the first place that his audience had reached that point because of his rhetoric. They reached that point as a direct result of the things that Charlie Kirk said. That is stochastic terrorism he contributed to the problem of stochastic terrorism getting people revved up into a blood frenzy until they're willing to do anything to accomplish their goals they're willing to call themselves freedom fighters but you know what mark robinson the governor here he doesn't sound like charlie kirk sounded when he was revving people into a blood frenzy he sounds like one of the audience members who was whipped into the blood frenzy. He sounds like somebody who's been convinced that the right thing is to literally wage war on the devil. And the devil is, of course, whoever he defines him to be, whoever his enemy is in that moment. This guy doesn't seem like the person on the other end whipping people into the blood frenzy. I think he is the result of stochastic terrorism. He is the one that's going to take action or encourage others to. That's concerning. He showed up at a political event at the end of October. October wasn't a good month for this guy because at the beginning of October, I believe, maybe the end of September, that's when his original comments about homosexuality and, and transgenderism, as he called it, that's when he originally said all that stuff. Late September, early October. So all through October, he basically went on this tour across North Carolina 
and doing political events and and public appearances trying to not really repair his reputation because he was happy with where his reputation was he's being lambasted by the news and called out like i said i mean nbc news wrote an article about this guy that we were reading a minute ago he was all over the news but he's not ashamed of that he revels in it he loves what he said and the blowback that he's getting because he believes he's fighting for a righteous cause. So here's one of his political events that he went to recently, late October 2021 is when he went to this. Before we listen to this, notice what his sign says up front here. Return America, protecting and restoring our American biblical heritage. Let's give this a listen. You can leave God's country and we will not miss you. You can leave God's country and we will not miss you, is what he said, by the way. I'll translate a little bit of this because it's kind of hard to hear because tiny little speakers here that probably being picked up on terrible microphones. You are the living embodiment of those people as you stand here today. Stand with courage. Stand with conviction and tell our enemies on the other side of the aisle that would drag this nation down into a socialist hellhole that you will only do it as you run past me laying on the ground choking on my own blood because I will not give up this nation to you it is not yours you did not build it you did not defend it and you will not own it we will we will who do you think he's talking about when he says we? The Christian patriots of this nation will own this nation and rule this nation. Oh, there's our answer, I suppose, huh? The Christian patriots will own this nation. That is fucking concerning. He wants a full-blown theocracy. He wants a dictatorship where God is at the head of it. Or whoever happens to speak for God in that immediate moment who I'm sure he believes is Donald Trump at all times, forever. I wonder who they're going to pick up after Trump dies. I mean, in 10 years or however long it's going to be. I wonder which extremist political figure they're going to pick up on and pass on these seemingly supernatural attributes to. Like, who, who are they going to pass this on to? And help freedom survive for future generations. Stand strong. Stand proud. Let's save this state and nation. Let's be the people who preserve freedom for the future. God bless you all. God bless the great state of North Carolina. And God bless the United States of America. This guy is so propagandized. He isn't just one person. He represents millions of people. I've estimated based on some studies that there are probably roughly around 20 million QAnon members, give or take. Could be more, could be a little bit less maybe. I don't think it's much less than 20 million though. And by the way, that's more Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, vegans, Scientologists, and Christian scientists than are in the United States combined. It's a hell of a lot of QAnoners. That's just the QAnoners. There are around 80 million evangelicals in the United States, give or take. This shit should be concerning to us. He is not just one person. He represents a massive movement, and we are going to have to deal with this movement as a society at some point. Hopefully they come to their senses instead of bringing the institutions of the United States down around us. Thank you guys for coming and giving this a listen, and I will talk to you next week.
If you like what I do and you want to make sure I can continue to do it, you can support me in a few ways. First, you can support me on Patreon. That's probably the best way. But if you want to get something back for your support, you can check out my Teespring. I sell all kinds of shirts and stickers and stuff on there. Second, you can support me by checking out my Etsy store. I sell 3D printed stands for every system from the original Nintendo to the Xbox One. And finally, if you want to support me in other ways, you can check me out on my other channels. I have the podcast channel, which is where I talk about whatever's on my mind. Politics, social issues, whatever. You can also find it everywhere podcasts can be found. Or you can check out the videos on my main channel where I focus on destructive cults. As it is with most channels these days, I rely on the support of viewers like you to keep my channel alive, so sharing my work is extremely helpful. Anyways, check me out in all those places if you haven't already. Thanks for listening, guys.